Hey guys, Dan Frigolette. I'm here with a bonus episode with Brony Kamen. Uh, we had recorded this episode and thought it came out worse than it did. Uh, so for your listening pleasure, here is a second episode, um, which took place beforehand with Brody Kamen. This was the first time I met him in person. Sexy People Podcast starts now. Also, Sexy People Podcast is in for you to be with Brody Kamen. Uh, we died? Well, it's probably in the episode. Ah, who died? Yeah, are we done? Yeah, are we done? Yeah, we died. <laughs> All the things. Every time I do an episode of anything, I like try to quadruple it, uh, just in case. And this is what always happens. Ah, jeez. Well, I'm glad we're back. Where are we? What is happening? We're in like a cave basement somewhere in New York City. What am I? What building am I in? Wow, dude, I don't even know what hotel this is. <laughs> I know that you were like, you just sent me an address and you were like, meet me here. I found a secret room. And I was like, this sounds oh, Excuse me, that's my life. <laughs> I was like, this sounds like the most fun I could have. Um, so thank you for doing this. Um, we had, a, we had a pre-chat, and I really like all the things we talked about there. Now I'm having trouble trying to figure out how to, how to launch into them. How long have you been in this industry? So I started in this January 1 of 2020. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Is that really true? That's really you true. were like, let's go, let's get out there, let's do everything we need to do, and then two months later the world was like, go fuck yourself. Pretty much. Yeah. But it was great for OnlyFans. Because at that point, it was like everybody wanted to see it. So yeah. that part worked in my favor. Yeah, 100%. So I guess here's a, here's, a, here's the question. How do you decide that you want to be in this industry, the adult industry? Um, and then what's your like thought process of like, how do, like, you, have to like you have to like have confidence to be like, I'm going to figure it out and I can start in it. So funny thing, when I started, I didn't know how to use Twitter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. At all. And now it's like 120,000. Apparently, people. I don't know how to use Twitter either. I just called you by your, by your hashtag. <laughs> um, I just was like, you know what? I'm sick of being broke. And I have a big dick. And why not? Yeah. Let's see where I can go. Sure. With this. And it just turned out really well. Well, so how did you how did you figure out how to infiltrate? Um, did you just like start DMing people in the industry? Like, what, like what's the step? To be honest, my dick did it all. I didn't do it. What does that mean? I just put images. You just started sending your dick out on Twitter? I just was like, here, this is me. Here's Take my dick. Here's my dick. Yeah. And people were like, oh, we like your dick. <laughs> the world has spoken. Yeah. And you like your dick. Uh, and it doesn't hurt that I'm quite, I guess, statistically speaking, I'm in the 0.2% men of uh, size for men. Is that right? Yeah, 0.2%. Where were you? Where Where's your research? Uh, it was a text message that was so <laughs> With a screenshot. <laughs> it was like a chart. Yeah, we circled. <laughs> it was just like, oh, it's over here. I like that. I do like that that's a, that that's a real thing. Okay, so how, did, how have you been able to establish yourself on OnlyFans? What's a good way for somebody who's listening because they want to have their own OnlyFans? Um, how do you start making real money on OnlyFans? Well, it, it took me about eight months. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could say is to find something that you really enjoy, that's you, yeah. and find a way to work that into a niche. Everything is about a niche. People have certain things that they like, certain things that they're like, oh yes, like feet people, they love feet, but they yeah. don't just love feet, there's certain kinds of feet they love. So, um, you know, if you're someone that's like, oh yeah, I'm muscly and I'm in my 20s, well, you could be like a twink or any other thing. There's so many, the gays have just been like, let's put every category in there. Yeah. <laughs> What are your okay? So then, like, what's your favorite hashtags, or what are what are like what are surprising things that 
um, that you, well, what were, you said, pick a thing that you're into. What's the thing that you're into that you were just pushing out that was a niche? Oh, so being my, a ginger. My niches are, one, I'm tall. Yeah. I'm pale as fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm a giant dick, and gingers is a huge fetish. Yeah. And there's not a lot of how many How many people do you feel like you're competing with? And then also, are you guys just joining forces now? Oh, I collect genders. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I found my friend here in New York City. Yeah. And I was like, you're a ginger with a big dick. We're my best friends. <laughs> it's, it's weird because I guess as a man, um, if there's like a particular thing that I like sexually, um, if there was another one and they were fucking up, that would be great. So if I'm into gingers yeah. and then I get to see two, it's like the greatest, because right. I don't know what it is about a man brain. We're very simple creatures, we're very prehistoric. Yeah. So we're like, give me more of same thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and, and the, I swear the gay community, that we don't have kids typically. Right. I do, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're quick to like have all this expendable income and they're like, yeah. I want to see this. And they'll, they'll buy it or they'll do it or yeah. they'll try anything. What's well, a wage gap problem, right? Because if you're if you're a male couple, if you're a female couple, or you're in, uh, if you're if you're a straight couple, then you have a woman and a man, and then supposedly the the the, the, the wage gap is men make a dollar to women seventy five cents, mm-hmm. right? So then now you have two men making a dollar twice. You got all the money. So you're crushing it. Okay, is there a problem there? Or no, no, it's a fantastic problem to have. Yes. <laughs> It's a bit that's a problem to have when you're uh, when you're trying to add up all the things. Oh, you working out? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. So okay, so I feel like you're I feel like you're not giving us the real secrets. I want the real secrets of how to establish an OnlyFans. I mean, I want to make eighty thousand dollars tomorrow. How do I do that? Yeah, you know. <laughs> it takes time. You have to make a fan base. I make eighty dollars a month, and I would like to increase that. Eight thousand. Well, you yeah. need more than one subscriber. <laughs> but you charge. That's what's funny is that like, uh, so mine, so mine's are free, and then I, and then it's pay per view content. So mine is funny because oh, it's, it's just like those. people I know. Because well, it's just people I know, and then I'm like, just text me, just Venmo me, and I'll send you the video. Um, you know what's been happening to me lately was I had an ex that was like stalking my page and then taking screenshots off my page and I was like, you don't have to go on OnlyFans to try to shame me. I'm happy I'm on there. Yeah. Send me 20 bucks and I'll send you the video. Right? That's it. At least pay for what you're right. saying. Right. <laughs> right. right, right, Well, she paid for it on OnlyFans and I'm only getting, you know, a percentage. Oh, shit. She's direct. Right. She's subscribing and then buying it. For I don't know what, for dirt? I don't know, it's like, you know what it is. Wait a second. You're not OnlyFans doing dirty stuff or is this hypothetical? Yeah. No, this is not hypothetical. Shut up. I have eight videos, and, 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 and there are various uh, qualities, and then now I'm starting to add and figure out what people want. I've probably, I, I don't want to, I don't want to like demean, but I probably have 10 subscribers. I don't want my 11th to be like, oh, you know, but I have, you know, I have probably 10 subscribers, and well, that's good. I don't know who any of them are, and that's kind of nice. And then I have a couple subscribers who I know who they are, Yeah. and I'm like, again, it's like, just skip the middle, man. And then there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, um, just let me blow you behind a wall requests for my subscribers. Oh yeah. I mean, I've got I've walked down the street and I'm like, there's a dumpster. Can I can I suck your dick behind the dumpster? Yeah. And I'm like, no, but thank you. How do you respond to that? Yeah. I'm just like, but here's the thing, it's it's what I do. Like, I walk down the street. Yeah. For me personally, I don't wear underwear. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm wearing like, you know, basketball shorts. Oh, or, you're not even talking about they recognize you. No. They just see They're just like, oh they just see your dick, right? They're just big dick. So he's dick and they just stopped. I didn't think. I had one guy, oh my god. He was like, I thought he was like gonna ask me for directions. He said, yeah. he said, 
Oh my god, are you single? Do you have a boyfriend? And I was like, no. He's like, can I have your number? I was like, you can have my social media. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. Yeah. And then he thanked you for. Oh no, I gave him my card. You know, like, <laughs> never heard from him. Well, the next time the sentence saying something, you had somebody stop you and thank you. Oh yeah, there was different. <laughs> different guy, different guy. You forgot your story in the beginning. There's two men. Oh yeah, I get like squirrel. Okay, so let's. So the thing we talked about in the in the pre-chat was this um, this this whole factor that you started your life in a very different position. I did. Nice. And and so to talk about that for a little bit. Well, I came from uh, upstate New York, from some trailer somewhere. Well, I'm from upstate New York. What what area? Uh oh god. That's, How from the 315? Oh, 518. That's you it. You're 518? Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. 518. That's fantastic. Yes, yes. I get Okay, so I know what that means. What does that mean to people? Oh. That explain yes. why, what that life is like. Oh, well, it's very, like, you know, simple and, you know, fishing, hunting. I never did any of that shit. It yeah. was not for me. But um, it's very simple. It's, like, highly religious in a lot of parts. Yeah. And, you know, I, there's not very much, like, gay stuff unless you go into like into the capital right right, right. view um so basically i you know i just wanted to be like okay this is what i'm supposed to do yeah i'm gonna you know find someone and have kids and do everything i'm supposed to do like this is what society tells me and so i did it and i did it for a long time wait wait wait, wait. we're skipping a whole piece by the you're married by the time you're how old oh i got married at 21. yes you're like like most of us to be fair, like really don't understand our own like turn-ons by the time we're 21. So like, and like what kind of relationships we want, let alone like if you want to even like anything, your astrological, your, your, your love language. I'm 39, I'm just figuring out who I am. Do you know what I mean? So at 21 to be married, it always confused me. Like oh, my little brother went to a school in 518 and I didn't want him to date anybody there because I knew that he would like get locked down and be stuck there forever, right? Um, so okay, so that's so that that's an important thing. So you're now you're 21. You don't know who you are. Not not you specific, but anyone. I know who society says I should be. Fine. That's who I know. Yeah. That's what I. I'm like this is what I am. I don't need to know the rest because yeah. somebody told me what I am. Okay. So I just need to follow what I'm supposed to. Sure. Do. Now, so you're are you like at that point in time are you like uh, locked into like a faith and a church? I hate church. You weren't even. You're not doing. You're not doing the church now. You just you found a wife, but when you spend that many years in your child from the age of like eight to like 19, 18, whatever it was, yeah. you know, it's stuck in the back of your head. For it's sure. It's one of those things that now I have to be like, oh God, that's so ridiculous. Don't do that. Like, don't think that way. Yeah. And it's like, it even internalized homophobia. Like I still sure. have that. You have, so explain that for somebody who doesn't understand what that would, what that would feel like or what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than me say things that I can't speak to. So I would say internalized homophobia. Internalized homophobia for me is if I do something that I, I like, I want to do, like I feel like, oh, I would really love this, or, but then I feel bad. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I should like, what if I shouldn't do this? Like this is probably the wrong thing to do, or this is too much, or still you know, I should. Do you still feel this way at times? Not as much as I used to. It's getting better. I'm becoming more comfortable with, excuse me, who I am. Yeah. Because um, it's really only been the last four years that I've been able to kind of like see who I really am. Yeah. Figure out who I really am because I never knew. I just live for everyone else. Yeah. So I guess, so the idea that, that you've taken on shame that is like passed down from wherever, right? Mm -hmm. And you hold that and then try and like 
stay tight lips to what you feel inside. Mm -hmm. And that's that was your struggle forever. So when did you feel like you knew for sure that this was your struggle and that uh, maybe you're not attracted to the person you're married to and maybe this is not a lifestyle that you want to be pursuing? So I would say that it was not a conscious decision to be like, oh, I think I'm this or I think I'm that. Yeah. It was a disagreement on a topic that I felt very strongly about. Yeah. And my wife basically told me to fuck off. It was her way. And I said, oh, really? And this was on our 12-year anniversary. So yeah. I said, okay, well, I'm going to divorce. Interesting. On our 12-year anniversary. Yeah. And from there, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But it was not fun. Nasty divorce. Oh, can we say that? Oh, yeah. Nasty, nasty divorce. divorce. Like, using a nice light word. Is it still uh, tumultuous? Have you guys figured out, is she dead? I mean, did you murder her? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> the look you just gave me! You just like, is this still what tumultuous? I mean, was that? No. I said, is this still tumultuous? And you were like, it's, it's soft. Um, <laughs> so she's still alive. She's still alive. She's still married. She's still alive. Um, but how was your relationship with the kids? They don't talk to me. They don't? No. And this is, this is imparted by your ex-wife. Um, so I think, so I grew up in a very, messed up situation. My parents were like 15 and 16 when I was born. Oh, okay. So, and I remember a lot of stuff that I dealt with because my parents didn't like each other. No shit. And so I don't want to put my daughter in an uncomfortable situation and be selfish, like, well, I want to do this, I want to do this, and then have her be living with her mom and be like, oh, well, now she has to feel uncomfortable or when she talks to one, have to be one way and, and vice versa. And it's so uncomfortable and it creates so much that stays with you for the rest of your life. And I didn't want that. So you're... So then, uh, to not put words on it that aren't yours, you're just letting her do her thing with her mom. Absolutely. And then, what's the end? What's the end goal? I guess the end goal is that I spent the first twelve years of my daughter's life spending so much time with her. We yeah. watched movies. We played video games for hours. I brushed her hair. I did everything for her. Did you braid it? I told him I want to have a little brush. I braid her hair. I can't braid either, but that's all I want. I get my head. That's like one of my. I don't know why. I decided the other day. I just want to have girls. I don't know why. I don't, like and I like boys. I'm a good like. I'm a good. Uh, I'm, I'm a godfather a bunch of times. Mm, okay. I'm a good uncle. I'm all the things. But I think boys are just like destructive and weird. And I just want to like. I just want to brush. And I guess I can have a boy with long hair and brush his hair. I, mean, I just want to brush somebody with little hairs. You want personal? It's, I'm not, it's not a fetish. I'm scared. No, this, is, this is internal vulnerability. This is not fetish. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so end goal, do you think you'll have a relationship with your, with your elder daughter? or I know that I will. I yeah. know it'll be when she is ready and, and it's not going to be forced and it's not going to be anything. I love my daughter every yeah. single day. Um, you know, I think often about what I'm doing and how it would affect her and what she's hearing about me. Yeah. And it weighs very heavily on me, but at the same point, this is what I'm doing. But what she's hearing about you doesn't have anything to do with the reality. It has to do with someone's crazy bias opinion if, it, if they should happen to tell her that. God only knows what yeah. this poor girl is hearing. Yeah. Um, and the most I can do is be honest, transparent, which I am, um, when it comes to how you're like, hey, this is what happened. Because to be honest, I'm still figuring out exactly what's going on. Yeah. I didn't realize until I left and I started to play with boys that I'm like, oh wow, I love Dick. Yeah. I didn't know I loved Dick. Yeah. Um, I always had the, you know, I would kind of sneak, you know, gay porn here and there, but then I would feel terrible. After. Yeah. What does it feel like, I guess, um, to, to have a desire that you feel like won't be understood 
and that you feel like isn't something that, that you should be sharing? What does that feel like? Um, I guess internally, how is that? It really plays on your self-esteem, your image of what you want or think yourself to be because you're portraying this, but inside you have this little secret and it's like, oh, well, you know, if I just suppress it enough, yeah. I, don't, I can just get past it, but you never do, it never goes away. What happens to the secret? Does it grow? The secret it becomes harder and harder to carry the longer that things go yeah. forward. Interesting. Um, and, you know, thankfully, it was my own standing up for myself and what I, what I felt was strength very strongly about. Yeah. Um, that was what made it for me so, to be able to do that. I see. So I thought, okay, so I misunderstood what you were saying. So um, something that you were standing up for um, something was, was linear to your secret. No, it had nothing to do with it. Interesting. Yeah. It was just something, it was, uh, it was, my stepson was smoking weed in the house. Yeah. I did not like it. And I was yeah. just like, don't do this. My daughter's in the house, blah, blah, blah. And so then your wife was, he can do whatever he wants? Uh, he can smoke, it's no big deal. And I was like, this is really it is important to me. I'm deciding this big deal. Why yeah. can't he walk outside? Yeah. Why can't yeah. just go? Okay, so, this, so, so the reflection is more that you're spending all this time doing all these things and, mm -hmm. and changing yourself for everybody. Now it's like this, fuck that. Yeah. I'm putting my foot down and you know what? Fuck it, I'm putting my foot down on everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, and I mean, it was it was very difficult. And let me tell you, I've been, dude, I was homeless for a while. I lived in yeah. a car. Why? Just because for the first time in my life, when I moved to California to get away from her, um, you know, I had this supposed family that wasn't really family. Yeah. Um, it was my stepdad's, my first stepfather's yeah. uh, family, but, you know, it was at a very particular part of my life that I remember that I maintained a relationship yeah. with them. Well, you know, I went to go stay with one of them, and it was fine, and then next thing you know, it wasn't fine, and then I was like, well, I'm going to go stay with Grandma. And I wasn't there for about a week, and they're like, oh, no, we don't want gay people here. We said that? They, they, my aunt that I was staying with was like, told my poor Grandma, she's just, you know, she's not all the way there anymore. Yeah. And so she can be persuaded into anything. Sure. And they just had her thinking, like, I was awful and all these other things because I liked boys. Yeah. And to be honest, I didn't really know what the fuck was going on. I was yeah, like, yeah. I have this desire, but I also have this desire. And I was figuring out, but I was labeled as that and kicked out. So, okay, so then I guess this is interesting. So, okay, so when you had this fight with your wife and you, you moved out and you're like, let me go to California, where in the, in the progression of, of trying to do what you wanted sexually mm -hmm. are you at this point? Because you're saying, you get to California, people are calling you gay, but you're not even necessarily identifying. You, know, you don't yeah. come out. I mean, I didn't identify. I didn't really know. I didn't know any of like, the, the, the things that you could be, that you yeah. know, pansexual or asexual. I didn't know any of those things. Right. So sheltered. Like, I didn't need to know these things. I didn't yeah. need to know all that. So um, when it came time to try to figure it out, um, I was lost. And, yeah. and then to be labeled and have to deal with something that I never in my life thought it would happen. Right, now you're defending a thing, someone's labeled you, and like, we, you know, we can make this even a smaller thing, like, anytime anybody, like, like repositions your argument, when you're in, like, a normal discussion, it's like the most frustrating thing. And it could be about, like, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and you're like, that's not what I said, right? Yeah. And so now somebody's taking your, your ex an extreme position that doesn't have anything to do with you, and they're labeling you. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, on any level, that's frustrating, especially. It's, so I, I, I was thinking about on the way here, the fact that like cis, straight, male, white, all the things that like I get to be uh, luckily grouped in with because we're like 
Uh, we have all the benefits of all the horrible things. Um, no one's ever had to ask me like what I'm attracted to and why. And I've never had to like explain myself. Yeah. And it seems like anybody who's not this like straight arrow thing that we decided a thousand years ago, we gotta go, well, well what's the deal? Yeah. Why? What is why are you doing this? How are you doing this? You're breaking your mother's it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Exactly. And it's like how do you defend why you like vanilla ice cream? It's like I don't love vanilla ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an undefendable thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's like and uh, and and I and I and I feel for that that thing. And that's why I keep trying to remove it from necessarily being an identity or a sexual identity. It's like it's not even it's it's like it's who you are and in all the ways that never should have to be defended. I you know this brings to mind something that's I think about quite often is I I don't care what's from the shoulders down. Yeah, I like what's upstairs in the brain in yeah. the person. I love what's below. Yeah. The problem with that is, is that for me, it often feels times that I don't feel like I fit in either category. I don't fit into the straight world and I don't fit into the gay world yeah. or anything in between. So I just, I, I kind of can dance in between those two worlds and enjoy both, but not feel like I belong either. Interesting. Yeah. So this is part of the, the journey. This is part of, what I'm part of the experience. Yeah. yeah. And part of the spectrum. That they, you know, medically prove that there is that there is a spectrum, and no one is like uh, a, a zero pH, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, if I can just tell you, the guys in LA, there's like an eighty percent chance that one did something. One <laughs> <laughs> did something like I'm straight. Okay. <laughs> so you're over there. <laughs> so uh, so funny. So California. I was going to go a different route with the California thing because I feel like California, regardless of what people are leaving you, labeling you as. California people always say you can come stay with them and then never let you stay with them. It's something about being in California. They're like, I got you, no problem. Florida too. It's something about like having sun and being like, please come visit. And then you come visit and they're like, I didn't know that it was this week. And I was like, I bought a plane ticket, you son of a bitch. You know how that is? Because they're like, look where I live. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's this great TikToker. Um, I can never remember his damn name when I need to. But he, he had a video that, that I loved where it was about a sandwich. He made himself a sandwich. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, I stay away from TikTok. Doesn't matter. It was like before. It was like before Vine. It was just like a thing on YouTube. I used TikTok uh, loosely. Um, but so he had this one where where he's he's himself. He's th the three guys, and he's, um, and he's one guy bragging about having a lake house, and he's like, "You guys should come to the lake." And then one of the guys is like, "Yes, when can we come?" And the other guy was like, yeah, we gotta come. And he was like, tell me a date when we can come. And the other guy was like, yeah, you should come to the lake house. Come to the lake house. And I think that's what you're talking about. Yes, it's not beautiful here. You should come visit. I'm here. Well, I'm not around. Exactly. It's fantastic. Exactly. It's fantastical. I was in this, this girl been hitting on me for years. I'm in her town, I'm 10 minutes away. I've got a show, so low energy. All you have to do is say yes, I'll come over and I'll try to touch your body. We'll do all the things. Okay. And She's like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not near there tonight. I'm like, I'm nine minutes from your house. Like, like no more effort could be done. Well, I'm glad to know that this is not an issue that's stuck to any one particular community. No, yes, everyone's everyone's a piece of shit. I hate everyone. Which one? No, which one? Which one is the one where I hate everyone? Which what identification is that? You're wrong. I want to fuck everyone and and also fuck everyone. That's that's how I do. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> Which one is that? Because I'll, I'll start that. Uh, I'll start that group. But I mean, you live in West Hollywood now. Yeah. And West Hollywood is like the gay mecca, and you can 
everything's it's it's almost like the complete opposite from where I was before. Sure. You know, it was like, oh, you have to be this way and straight, sure. and you go to West Hollywood, you can do whatever the hell you want. Do whatever you want. And nobody cares. Like, yeah. To, to like, a fault. Sometimes. And not, not, not West Hollywood <laughs> specifically. But this energy of do whatever you want, I think is missing, it's missing a piece. Because, because now that we're saying do whatever you want, we're not asking people anymore how they feel about what they're doing. Yeah. And that's, and we're, we're getting emptier in that process. We're getting lonelier in that process. Oh, dude. <sighs> mm. Yeah, it, I, I've found, I've only had one boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, ended terribly. Yeah. But I have found from my failed marriage and my failed relationship with a boy. Yeah. That so this is two relationships you've had ever. Yeah, and, you, and you're about to make it a, a related relationship declaration. <laughs> you're like, I'm an expert. I've been through all of them. I have a point. I have a point, please. The point is, is that <laughs> I have learned the most about myself and yes. my life in those events of extreme yes. stress and sure. sadness and because I've had to pick myself up. Yes. And you realize who's around you, you realize what you're capable of. Yes. And as awful and terrible as those things are to experience, that's what you need. Yes. And you realize that you that you can pull this strength, internal strength, um, and make a decision. And you also realize like sometimes there's like a there's like a line that you won't let yourself cross um, from a standpoint of like being disrespected. And you're like, this is this is it. I'm gonna hold myself to a higher standard. And you, and you, and you know, you stand up straight. You hold your head up high, mm-hmm. and you fucking, and you, you know, you put your foot down. And that's yeah. important. Mm-hmm. That's because that is, that is a thing that we see um, in the world that like there are people that are just getting walked on, and they've they've yeah. moved. They just keep moving that line further and further on what they let someone do to them yeah. beyond what is uh, respectable. I would say. Um, okay, so. You're, you've been in New York a lot. Never, not a lot. Uh, so I've I've never stayed. I've, the most I was in New York City was probably like I don't know, it was twenty years ago. I was okay. like a day trip with my. Ex-life. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you West Hollywood versus Chelsea, but you don't have that experience. No. We gotta get. How many more? You have three more days. Just go wander around Chelsea. In your in your grace free ball. In your grace <laughs> <race. laughs> I can't remember if that made it in the, in the canceled episode or this one. Um, yeah, just go wander around just in your grand in your grace and we'll do a post episode. I'll just carry I'll carry a clipboard and say, oh, we're doing research. <laughs> but you say you say that in a way that's like it's funny, but like the, honestly a lot of dating is like weird repeating patterns. Okay, so this is like I feel so strongly about this and I oof, apologize in advance. But I feel like what is happening is I know what it's like to sit with myself for a year after something terrible, yeah. and it's almost impossible. And I think what happens is a lot of people don't want to take that look in the mirror, so they find for someone sure. else to swap them out. Oh, yeah. But what happens is all the stuff that they don't know or they didn't deal with themselves ruins that relationship, right? right. right. And so it just keeps continuing, and then people are like, well, why am I unhappy? Why didn't I? And I don't know this for a fact. I'm just saying this is what I see yeah. when I look at the This is my test. When the, so I, I talk a lot on this podcast about seeing, being single, and so now, it does look silly because I'm like, oh, I'm single. It's obviously it's my fault. It's fucking, it's my fault. If I don't want to be single, I'm single. It's my fault. I'm destroying really, I'm doing the things you're saying, right? But one of the things that I, I use as a test question is I ask about someone's last relationship. And if they start just talking about how terrible their ex was, oh, it's like, <laughs> and then they're throwing out, they're like, the, the big hot words these days. You got, you got toxic, you got um, uh, gaslighting, yeah. all this stuff. It's like, to take the time to like learn those terms. Narcissist, you forgot narcissist. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I go, what is a narcissist? And then somebody just goes, you for asking. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> 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 
Like, what is the narcissist that does when they just, it's like, what is it when they do this? And they're like, oh, it's a narcissism. It's like, I need a clearer, I, I never know the terms for it. I really want to know, like, like, you, like, you're doing a thing and you're saying that I'm doing it right now as you're doing it. What's that called? Like, I, like in my head, I want to be in the, I'm like, in the argument, I want, like, a statistic sheet. And I was like, yeah, but you're using this thing. And I don't know, I don't know any of that stuff. In an argument, I just get uh, rattled and then I say things that I don't, I definitely don't Ooh. Uh, I've gotten better at it. Now, I, now when I'm in an argument, I try to say nice things that are also kind of biting. Do you want, do you want this little tidbit that I love? Do you think we fight tips? Uh, well, no, it's the opposite. <laughs> okay. You just genuinely look at someone like, are you okay? Oh my god, that, that, I, that's what I do when I'm having an, an altercation that's like outside and whatever. And except I go, it's like someone will start yelling at me. Because uh, I like walked into the crosswalk and they were like speeding and trying to run people over, and then uh, and then they're like yelling at me or I'm in a dump. I, I don't have a good example anymore of, of me being right and someone yelling at me. But um, I'm not going into that. <laughs> but uh, uh, what? Uh, but I'm, I'm always like, I'm so sorry that you're having a bad day. That's my favorite one to do. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because then they go, I'm not having a bad day. And it's like tell your body language, tell like everyone else you're so, out of control. Yeah. So between you know. Either genuine or not, saying being concerned for someone. Yeah. Um, on top of when people say things to you, yeah, it's got nothing to do with you. Yeah, of course. Not, of not course. one thing. Of course. So when you start to learn to never take anything personally, you're just like, oh, I wish. Okay. I wish. I was raised in a household where if like you crash your car, it's because someone had it out for you. Like the guy in the other car had it out for you. Like this <laughs> is my dad's like thought. Like my car got vandalized on like New Year's Eve one year, and my father was like, Who, who'd you piss off in the neighborhood? You got like a girlfriend that like pissed off? <laughs> but like, he doesn't talk like that, I just have a good impression. And it's oh, like, right. no dad, it was fucking New Year's. Like, right. my family's always been hesitant. So like, it's, for me, it's so, it's funny you say that, but for me, anytime anything happens, I'm like, wow, it was personal. What, no, that's true. I had, I had to learn that because yeah. in LA, it's not like New York. They're not like, shoom. They're like, okay, it's nice. I'm going to just stroll down the street. You're like, I'm going to make a fucking turn get out of my way. Right, right. And so once you realize that that's just what people do, it's not specific to you. Right. It's like, oh, fuck. What's funny, though, is is I have the exact opposite experience in Florida. Was Florida, it oh, pretends that they're like the gatekeeper for things. So like, I was on the way over here, because I, I signed up for all the, all the, all the, um, Facebook groups in Florida because I was trying to like work the market and do comedy there. And so somebody posted a picture of someone parked in like down the center line of a parking spot in a parking lot where it's all open. Yeah. And they took the time to write this paragraph about how this person's an asshole and like they're like talking about how they're gonna vandalize the car and and then like people are just pine along the guy like the guy's like, oh whenever that happens to me, I just park my truck in front of their car and it's like so Florida's the place where everybody takes everything personal and then like one-ups on top of that. They like act in a reactive way. You know, there are two ways to look at that. One, you look at it like someone's just an idiot and you know, if you're close to the store or whatever, then yeah, that's a dick move. Yeah. Right? Dick move. But if you're out far away and you're just like, I really love my car, I don't want people to yeah. with it, that there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, also, like, well, now I'll represent the people that, that recently lost all the vision in their left eye, because that's me. And maybe you didn't see the fire lines. It's just me driving. <laughs> By the way, I sent it to my ophthalmologist, and I was like, hey, like, it's not cool on this side. And he was like, and I was like, can I get a handicap sticker? And he was like, you would need two eyes broken there. And I was like, why am I driving with two eyes broken? You know? This is how we deal with things in this. In no, no. You I mean, have one whole left eye missing. I found out after I started talking about it. Like half of people, I'm making a number, but like a lot, 
A lot more people than you think, like, just don't have one eye. Like, my coffee shop guy was like, yeah, man, I woke up one day and my retina was detached, and they misdiagnosed me, and five years later, they, like, went to reattach my retina, and they're like, well, this thing's been staved off, and so you're just not going to see ever again. That's not... Like, there's, like, so many people. It's just, this is how they treat eyes, because you have two of them, they literally don't care that one of them's broken. This is what I see my mic screen. I mean, would they care if one of your legs was broken? I mean, that's yes, because you, you need like, yeah, they, they know how to make a knee and a hip and an ankle, and if they don't know how, they'll chop it off and they'll put a stick on the end of it and you walk around like that. But if you have a fucked up eye, they're just like, you got to, go fuck yourself. That's literally how Medicare is to their um, medical community is, is, uh, is teaching or uh, responding to things. Oh, wow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I just lost control. I lost control for a second. I lost control. Um, okay, so what do I want to ask you about? So you're in New York to visit and to be slutty. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody comes to New York to be I a little slutty. I fucking love Northern parts. I, I, if I was ever going to be in another relationship, it would yeah. be someone from Canada, love them. Yes. Or someone from the North. Why Canada? Because you're so sweet. And, like all the ones I've met have been yeah. like, hey, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a limited interaction, but I love, but I know what you're saying. Well, well Ella and LA is like, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> So it's like if you sneeze wrong, they're like, oh, there's twelve tires behind you. Like, wait, I like this game. Like I say where somebody's from and you just give me a sound about the tree. Okay, if they're from Wisconsin, how are they? Been there, but I'm assuming they'd be nice. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> it was constant in Canada, basically the same place. Because um, it's right, you're right there. You're like, like you, can, you can accidentally wander into the And I'm not trying to put Canadians apart, but it's like every time anyone puts Canadians anywhere, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I had buddies who started dating uh, women from Canada and they were not bumping into the problems that the rest of us Americans dating Americans were having. There's a different mentality in different countries. And, it, and it's helpful or hurtful depending on what your experience is. So I find that like imperialistic countries, United States, uh, England, I get a very similar experience on dating apps with women who are trying to like come for me. There's not a better expression, but like come for you. Come for me? It's not like come for you or like no, come after you. Yeah, come after me. <laughs> there is a thing that happens. And then when I go to places that are not that have been like that have been colonized, people are just more chill and they're not like argumentative. And they're not like entitled. Like, there's an entitlement that comes from being an imperialist nation that it goes forever. It's no, we're like not. Happy. No, we're not. <laughs> well, entitled people? No, no, no. The people that are just like, yeah, I'm chill. Yeah. Like, like the nation like, was colonized. You're like, I got other things to worry about. Right. This is something better about it. Right? And Canada's never trying to take anybody over, so they're like, we're good. Let's just get out of here. You want to go speak another language over there? That's fine. I don't care. Right, and what if, you know, if the world was like that, it would be fantastic. So much easier. Go do what you want to so do. So much easier. Just don't yeah. hurt anyone else. We're yeah. Fine. Now we're just like, oh well, these two are fighting, so gas is more. What? Right. What are you talking about? My car sits. <laughs> I have That's what I'm at. Yeah. That's what I'm at. I'm full on like, uh, like I have, like I need like a really, really good reason now to move the vehicle. Other than like, I would take it. I live in Hoboken, and so I have a car. Uh, wow. It's like a, it's like a once a week I have to move it for the. For the uh, uh, for the street cleaning. Oh. Well, you know, it's the worst thing you do for your car so that's it. Yes, well, we just said we're not driving our cars because of the gas prices. Don't don't I, don't don't back. I'm just trying to make sure you don't fall apart. I know it's fine. Like okay, it's my weekly drive around the block. Don't back. Yeah, we can keep the battery on. Do the thing. Get the tires going. You know, brush off the seats. Yeah, I'm making up stuff now. 
Spit on the window? So were you like in the middle of the woods in the in like the mountains, my favorite area to be? Oh no, no. 
I was kind of like, like Rotterdam. Okay. Junction. Yeah, so from Schenectady. I hate that word. <laughs> so I didn't know that Schenectady was a bad place. So I'm from there. I was born there. I'm from there from like the 1920s when the Italians were there. Like 1922. I was like, come on. But from the 1920s and then up through the 70s, it was this Italian place and then suburbanization happened. And then they started sending the Italians mm -hmm. into the other places. But so I used to go back to Schenectady or like Albany area yeah. and do shows. And then I would like try to like relate to the crowd and be like, I'm from Schenectady. And there would be like a weird like thing around the crowd, like around the neighborhood. Because they were like, Schenectady's not where anybody should live. Like, <laughs> and then I realized that's like, that's like it, we became like a shitty kind of like, um, like a low income area because nobody wanted to live in that style of house anymore from the 70s to like 2012. Mm -hmm. And so I come back and I'm just like, wow, how are you from <laughs> We just like expected you to be like, from any other country and not supposed to be here, right? Because it's just like, and but I lived like I was in the same block as like the housing yeah project, so it okay. was a different experience for me. Um, but from what I've heard, I still have friends that live in Schenectady. No, no, they, they've there. done a lot of work, yeah, of course, and it's changed yeah, a lot. There. There's a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. All of us did a pretty good job of of of. Uh, uh, Creating like some income equality—that's really the bigger thing that you have to like resolve yeah. um, more than anything else. So, so you, but so your connection right now to that area minimal, like this much. Okay, yeah, that's fine. So I, the rest of my time was in Syracuse, and I have got babies up there. I have no other reason to be up there. Uh, yeah, and so it's uh, um, that whole area is very frustrating. Once you lose like one piece of a town, like. Your mom's house, or yeah. you know, a grandparent, or whatever. An anchor. You like a meet? Is that a, okay? You lose your anchor. You immediately are like, fuck this place, right? And then remember where it is. You're like, the only thing that was good about this place is gone. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's weird how little nostalgia I have for a town. Okay. The second nobody's there anymore. When I went back, I was like, oh my god, I really do have like a a, a story where I came from like a little tin can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I live in West Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, how did I do that? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like a combination of like uh, Will Smith and uh, Eminem. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> West Hollywood, born and bred. No, so, um, I don't know that I would say that either. <laughs> no, I no, I was trying to figure out the song, but at this point, Will Smith's a horrible, these are both bad people to talk about now. Although, actually, Eminem's got a good track record now, now all of a sudden, Will Smith, bad track record. <sighs> Everything is about making someone or some situation perfect or right or whatever. People just, it's everything so fake. And that yeah. is why even everything I do with what I do, I make it authentic. Sure. Everything. Yeah. Um, and I put a lot of work into that because authenticity is fucking rare. Yeah. Everything's so fucking smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And I'm like, here's what I have to offer. It's real. You can tell. This is what, this, this is the, the industry that you entered, um, was be as real as possible with your fan base. And, and this is not the industry that existed even when I started this podcast. The thing has taken a spiral with the, the um, OnlyFans and um, that you can like pay for your own specific content, that you can get customs. That whole thing has become a, a completely different animal. Like knowing things, like the, leading up to the last five years, it was like hide everything about your identity mm -hmm. and hide everything about who you really are and you're like building a character because that's what you're selling. And in the last like let's let's say four years it's become more of like 
who actually are you? And the more real shit you give me, mm-hmm. the more I'm like, I'm coming for you now. And yeah. you're like my person. Which is why I, there are, there is a, a need to have certain things separate. Yeah. You know, personal and, and professional. 100%. Um, but I do cross a lot of my personal things into my professional you know, my genuine, my personality, like I'm sweet, I'm kind, I'll help you. Um, you know, I'll do all these things that I would normally do and I tie that to my character because those are all wonderful traits, but there are certain things that I keep for myself of course. that I keep out of that because that separation is what keeps my head in the right space. It's perfectly sad. This is a fight I have all the time in relationships. My Instagram is for comedy. Um, and so when I'm like in a relationship, they're like, why don't you post me on your Instagram? Why don't you post me on Facebook? And it's like, look, once, like, and the short answer is because I don't want to be like a fraud. Yeah. Um, but the long answer is partly that's like all of the important things in my life are for me. Mm-hmm. And I have to give so much of myself away. Yes. And I want to keep some of it. But then also it's like, if you want to be such a part of my life that you want to like take this thing the whole way and be my partner forever, you'll yeah. be... Ever. You'll be in my act, yeah. you'll be in my photos, you'll be in my stories, right? But it's like, the thing I think is the, the weirdest, and it, and it says a lot about people, is like, we've all seen the people on Facebook that are in a new relationship every six months, oh, and, they put the, and, they, and they put the person, fine, TikTok, whatever, they, <laughs> you keep denying like, the premise, but they're, like, they're in these new relationships, and, they, and they're like boasting, and like, they're, like they got a picture of the brand, and, and it's like, and then, they, and then they break up, and then it's like, and then there's like a hole for a little while, and then they're back in the photos of the new people, and it's like, because I'm there for, for you, not for you, and you know, I'm there for John Legend, I'm not here for John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. You know, but this is what people are conditioned to do. Look how perfect my life is. Yeah. Yes. The more they do that, the yes. more I don't trust them. <laughs> yes. If you're trying to make sure your life yes. perfect, and yes, no. I have someone in my life that has a very fraudulent experience, and 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 his inability to address it makes me not comfortable to talk about it because then I'm like talking about his stuff. And they, but in his scenario, when his partner would put up all these happy posts, I would know they're fighting. Yeah. They're at their worst. Because I'll be at their house in a couple of days for Thanksgiving visiting. And boy, it's gonna <laughs> and, and no, it's all that. Oh. But the be- the better it is here, the worse it is here. Wow. Which that's just I don't I don't want for I don't want that for anybody. Not either. I don't either. This is for I I'm the one thing I look for in person above all else is honesty. Because if you're gonna feed me a line of bullshit and that's who you say you are, then I'm never really gonna know who you are. Yeah. How am I supposed to be connected to that? I've noticed a weird thing. So I, I really try to build myself as a, um, I'm, tr- I'm trying really hard with the, um, it doesn't matter which lens you use to explain who you are, as long as you can find one that helps you. Yeah. So the love languages thing, I try to use some lately. Because I'm a, I'm a uh, words of affirmation guy. I oh, want to okay. hear you say the things that you're whatever. And it's like, oh, but I bought you a coffee. And it's like, yeah, but can you also say that I look good in my pants? Do you know what I mean? Like, right? I want to hear the one. Because right? that's why I don't know okay. why. Can you take your compliment, though? But I need to hear it. Do I look good in the pants? That's all I want to hear. Yeah, yeah of course. Can okay. I accept it all? Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> uh, but I want to hear the <laughs> I hope so. But I want to hear the good things, and that's the that matters more to me. And, and more and more, by and large, the women that I've dated uh, have no faith in words. And it dawned on me recently because men are awful, and so men have lied positively. 
to women, and I've never had the experience. I've never, so I've never been lying to by someone to say that I was um, this amazing thing and that I was like the only one, and then it turns out there's a, there's a million people, right? So I don't know what it's like to hear a compliment and then be like, what if this isn't true? And so that's one of the scariest things I think that exists, mm-hmm. is that somebody could say something so great to you and then you now doubt it because of all of your other experience. And I would say that's... Mine is more like they say terrible things to me and I'm like, that couldn't be true. <laughs> you're lying. I know me better than that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. You're only saying that now because you're mad. But that's the way I've been like. And that's also destructive. Um, but it's, it's much less destructive. Because you're like, you're a mom's woman. Clearly I'm not a monster. I, like I said, I do my best to be authentic, which yes. means I have to go through a four-step process so for the right person. And, it's so um, much harder. Yeah. To be honest, because there's something that's going on where you say something to somebody and they're like, let me put it in my decoder box. Yeah. And then they chunk it up and then they send it back to you. But I, go ahead. Those two words, the two words are shame and vulnerability. Yes. Thank um, you. If you, if I forget, um, Brene Brown, that's who wrote the book, Brene yeah. Brown. Um, she, you know, did all this research and she found that, you know, vulnerability and shame are very much so tied to happiness. Yes. Because everyone feels shame. Like, for example, when I was, you know, looking at gay porn and being married, that was shame. Yeah. I felt bad. Yeah. Um, make sure, uh, no, make sure nobody finds this. Yeah. And once I'm wiping off, I'm now, ish, like, shame. I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah, and how could I be this person? Yeah. And how can you be happy with shame? Right. Um, the other thing is to be vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, if you can't be vulnerable, be who you are with another person. How are you gonna be happy? Yeah, they're not gonna know these fucking walls. Yeah, well, all oh, walls. Got walls. Yeah, thankfully I'm, I'm pretty good at judging characters. Yeah, are you? Yeah, I mean, come on, we have to for free. You did finagle. I'm on. Yeah, oh, and not only did we this room, I got uh, pretzels, gummy bears, yeah. and all wine. And why are you sharing? This is <laughs> no, you know, this is funny. This is what we talked about yesterday. Is that it's, it's just um, having the right kitchen. I'm just gonna let that go by in case we want to blow in case it's as bad as I think it is. I mean, kind of we can cut it. I don't want to say something uh, profound. And then the guy just. I don't know if that's a perfect time for something profound that we said. No one's gonna listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, you, you, had, like, you had like told me that you were like the customer service champ. Oh, dude. I Two days ago. spent so much time. So and much then time. Today, and then today, like, you were kind of like, prove it. You're like, I, I have to prove it. Damn, and I'm the greatest at customer service. And you're like, I've made friends with this lady. She's sending me booze. You and saw me go into yeah. the cabinet. Yeah. That's their cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. You almost, and you almost, you almost. Because the thing is, and it was funny, is you added me to the interaction. So I was there, yeah. and I meet people. So people are like, oh, we want to like make things easier for you. I don't know what happens. People meet me, they're like, we want to make it harder on you. There's something about who I am that people are like, we don't need him here. Yeah, and, told, and we could feel that. Someone told me I had a likable person. Yes. Um, no, sir, it's that. No. <laughs> we might want to start there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my constant fight. And that's where the humor, and like, that's why I had to build the humor. And that's why it's become my career and my obsession is because like, that's the only way to like, Become likable is to be. If you can make me laugh, oh my god, I already like you. Yeah, because that's my favorite thing to do is laugh. Yes, and everyone's so serious and so this and so that. And it's like if I have someone that's reaching out to me on social media, they post something hilarious, they have my attention yeah. immediately. Sure, and I'm just like, hey, and I try to interact with everybody, but if you can make me laugh, 
I'm definitely going to make yeah. more of an effort to know, okay, what's this all about? So that should be in the book. Shame, vulnerability, and uh, laughter. That should be in the book. Okay. Oh, we're writing this book now? <laughs> no, you're friend. Oh, the, uh, uh, what's your name's book? Oh, Brene Brown. Brene Brown. Well, she's not my friend. Yeah. <laughs> your friend, Brene Brown. Um, so the, the depth of the whole book is centered around Shame and vulnerability, and she goes into like full depth of things. So this full disclosure. Yeah. I only read half the book. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there might be four things. But this is but this should be normal. Exactly. And not be shame. Exactly. Yes. I'm, this is what I did. <laughs> or didn't do. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, no, this isn't a good example. I might use it. Um, okay, so new so I, I really do want you to do the thing in Chelsea. I want you to run around Chelsea and see what um, see what it is. Because, oh, speaking of yes. that, um, one thing that I did forget to mention, which is a huge thing, yeah. is that when it comes to Instagram, like they are very like, oh, don't do this, don't do that. However, yeah, I found that if you can find a way to free ball and not make it about free balling, so funny. And this is a conversation I had the last episode where the, where somebody, a guy uh, uh, who's doing boy boy content. Um, is uh, he knows exactly how much dick print he can show oh, on yeah. social media? It's an I didn't know that was a thing. It's an art. Yeah, it is an art. Yeah. Um, so dick print on social media will get, will get you pulled out. Uh, yes, depending on what how they, you do it. And what do they say is the thing? Oh, they just say explicit or nudity or whatever. Yeah, how, they're getting less and less descriptive on what they're taking away from us. Oh, yeah. it's exactly. ridiculous. But where I was going with that, with that is. That shows up in people's timelines. Yeah. These men that were in my position that were like hiding before, they can now see a person's outline of the dick. And right. Like, wow, okay. Right. So they pay attention to that because that's something that they didn't seek out. Yeah. I found them a little bit. Yeah. Same thing with TikTok. Yeah, I just think I just I just joke for a while about how um, I didn't know that you could see what other people were liking on Instagram because when I first started, I just let them take my whole Facebook. Thing. Oh, and right. I had 10,000 Facebook friends because that was like, that was the only one. I was trying to build that for comedy. Yeah. And so they just took my 75 hundred and that was the cutoff. And, yeah. then, and then Instagram didn't actually work for somebody who had 7,500 uh, people that they were following. So I didn't see that you could see other people's shit. So <laughs> I was instinctually like liking all, like uh, there, was a, there was a page called uh, uh, Tits and Tats. Oh, wow. Tits and tats. And so essentially I was just liking all the titties on Instagram, <laughs> not knowing that just everybody knew I was a dirtbag, right? And so now you're being vulnerable. <laughs> yes, but you're, but you're speaking to them, and then once I figured it out, well, I figured out that, like, and then the thing was, so essentially I could not do it. I was still double tapping on tits and tats, um, but I knew that, like, it would only show nine. So then I would do a tit and tat spree, and then I was like a bunch of puppies so that I could go to sleep without people thinking I was a dirtbag. Uh, but I didn't shame. Is that shame right here? Absolutely <laughs> not. But uh, but it but it is. Uh, um, what's the word? Um, uh, uh, trying to fit in. I don't know what the word is. Trying to fit in. Yeah. Um, um, but so, but what you're saying is is that people that that are um, that are attracted to dick ones can't fucking help themselves. <laughs> but keep scrolling. But you And all it takes is one video. Yeah. On any platform for you to just. Like that. Yeah. I mean, I went from 3,500 followers. By the, way, by the way, my phone's in here somewhere. They, they say the phone's in listening. Everything that's going to come out for the next three weeks is going to be dick print. Not what? Dick print. Dick print. Dick print. <laughs> um, it's going to be my feed forever. <laughs> dick letters. You mean dick print? <laughs> no, Google. 
Um, but all it takes is one video, and it changes everything. Like, yeah. I, I've lost many Instagram accounts, but um, I had 3,500 followers. Yeah. I put one video out that went to almost 700,000 yeah. views. I'm at 17,400 followers. Yeah. On Instagram, which is extremely hard to do back in the day. Yeah. One video. Yeah. It's all it takes. It yeah. It's one thing. And surely anyone who does something, at some point if they do it long enough, something will come. You have me, this is a good, hopeful way to end this conversation because uh, I'm feeling like I have all, I'm, I'm putting all the things out there and not getting any results. It's frustrating. Oh, but are you, you're using Twitter now. I'm using everything. Well, okay. my problem, my problem on Twitter is that I, I've, I've devoted my Twitter to the adult, to following all the adult people. And so my Twitter feed is just that. It's just, it's just porn and porn. So is it just your porn? Are you posting anything? No, I'm not posting my stuff. You're one of those. You're just watching. <laughs> well, no, 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 I'm following the people. Sure. Yeah. I, I watch porn, but I'm, but I'm following the people that I find interesting on there. I mean, that's why I found you on Twitter, right? Yeah, you found me on Twitter. Yeah. And so I DM you, and we're doing this interview, so I'm doing it right. right. I, I, I'm in New York. I mean, how did that even happen? Perfect. I've never been here. Lying right now. Perfect. And in the algo. But um, if you, okay, if you start using Twitter, for anyone that is using Twitter, no one ever looks at analytics. Right. Analytics tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. And if they give you access to something called Media Studio, it tells you when people are looking at you. Sure. Times and days. Yeah. And so I used to constantly push and work and just throw everything out there. And then I was like, oh, I'm bored. By the way, does OnlyFans do that? Do you get, do you get that much information about your, your fan base? Well, OnlyFans is a bittersweet. How do you convert <laughs> somebody? Do, are you trying to find get somebody on Twitter and then convert them to your OnlyFans? Is that your process? So what I try and do is filter everyone to Twitter. Yeah. And Twitter has OnlyFans. Right. Because Twitter is okay. Yeah. Twitter's Twitter is is the closest to accepting of sex work. Yes, exactly. And then also, um, people there are not usually going to buy things for the most part. However, when you escalate that to Instagram, and those people are like a little bit up here, you know, and they they're like, oh, I will pay for that. Interesting. I will pay for that. So from Twitter, you get them to Instagram, and then you get them to your own friends. Yeah, you just get them right into Instagram. Instagram, sure. but I have a link tree with everything. Yeah. Um, but also all these platforms, you go to open the link tree, and they're like, hey, now there's going to be adult content on here, material. and it scares people away. Sensitive material. Sensitive scares them away my ass. That's why I'm going to OnlyFans. If you have an OnlyFans and I go, oh, I'm not adult content. content. I'm disappointed. I'm it's frustrating. Okay, so I've subscribed to people. Yeah. I've tried to put the other shoe on. This is the thing we try to talk about in one of the episodes. It's like it's like there needs to be a standard. If you fucking and and, and we were speaking in these terms at the time, it's if you if you put a fucking OnlyFans out, you're a woman, you show me your pussy, goddamn it. Yeah, goddamn it, you should. Fine. So you show me your genitals. Show me pink. Whatever pink, whatever's <laughs> pink on your body, that's what's in your goddamn OnlyFans. Or take that shit to Patreon, okay? Right. Which one show you guys think that shit? What am I paying for? Right. What am I right? How dare you? How dare you? I want to see every hole on your body if I'm subscribing to you and all the fans, goddammit. I think that's fair. Yeah, and this is why I work so hard at good content. <laughs> right. Because it's like I subscribe, like, come on, I wonder what this feels like. And you yeah. click on someone's stuff and you're like, what the fuck is this? Uh, it's so weird. I had a day once where uh, so this this woman puts out teasy stuff all the time and I was on her free OnlyFans and I and yeah, I woke yeah. up one day. And I was like, I need to see what this woman's pussy looks like. And it's a weird instinct and it's a weird feeling. And I don't know if it's toxic or what, but I, she's offering her pussy. Not to see. <laughs> it's absolutely more. And I need to know what this specific woman's pussy exactly. looks like. Exactly. And I paid for it. And I was like, and I was not happy with what content, not, 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 not her pussy, but the content. Because I didn't get the view that I, I thought I had earned and for $22. $22? It was frustrating. How much do you charge? I charge 
charge ten bucks. Ten bucks for everything. Ten bucks. Ten bucks for the monthly. Yeah, and I don't do pay per view, which means what you yeah. get is what you get. So I'm I'm uncomfortable, and I and I'm not and I'm not. I don't think that I can justify the 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 subscription. So I'm ice free, and I'm gonna charge between seven and twenty dollars because I don't know what anybody's willing to want to see. Um, but I think you're right. The way to do it is charge ten bucks and just so give them everything. There's a method to that though. Like yes. you can go. Um, you can go the route of having lower price yeah. because people are more apt to spend five dollars than ten dollars. Sure. You build up but a little maybe, bit of fan base. But maybe, and I had this problem recently. But maybe you don't want the five dollar people. Maybe you don't. But maybe. you need those five dollar people until you can start making content maybe. and building the content. Maybe. You need a library. Well, are you going to pay ten dollars for five videos or five dollars for five videos? I can't do the math anymore. But because that's what <laughs> I was thinking about my point was. But there's a, there's like yeah, there's like a thing like when I was interviewing being my place. If I ever beat it for thirty-five dollars, I was like, I get so many more people for thirty-five dollars. But the thirty-five dollar people have thirty-five dollar people problems. They're like, I don't know where the towels are, and then I raise it to a hundred dollars, and no problems. Thirty-five dollar people are locking themselves out of my apartment. They're breaking the door. There's like all of this thirty-five dollar people problems that didn't happen at a hundred dollars. That's my point. Maybe I don't want five dollar people problems. I love to do word of mouth. Okay. And so those five dollar yes. people for me, yes. they're they see my stuff and they're like, oh my God. You're right. I just wanted to make my dumb point. <laughs> I just needed to make my, my point because I don't have anywhere else to tell my story. But there is there is yes. a method to for whatever sure. you want to do. For sure. Because sure. there is a threshold too. Because once you want, because once I bought that like pussy, I spent another fifty dollars that day. It's the first time I ever spent money on OnlyFans. Uh, and so it's like I I that's how they get you. That's like that's 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 what they want to be. I'm gonna be an all Italian man, just like in a corner somewhere. And every time somebody says something, I'm gonna be like, "That's how they get you." Yep. That's who I'm gonna be. <laughs> You're gonna be that guy. One hundred percent. That's how they get you. As I start sentences. <laughs> ah, that's how they get you. Into, just in, in just involving yourself in other people's conversations. Oh, okay. just like over okay. That's how they get you. This is Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. But it was once 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 I once I got that threshold. Once I felt like I was paying for it. Now I'm like, well, I'm paying for it now. <laughs> Now pay for it, so now I'm good. By the way, pay for your porn. Please, okay. please, please pay for your porn. Um, tell us how to pay for your porn. My porn? Perfect transition. Wow. I mean, you just... <laughs> how do you do it? Uh, well, just... So, that's... Oh, oh. So, go in, like, go to OnlyFans. Yes, I promise you, you're not going to be disappointed. What's your OnlyFans? My OnlyFans is, is really easy. It's just rough. The word rough yeah. underscore gender. So... Only rough spelled correctly in the English language. Yeah, not rough like it's rough like R U G H underscore gender. Yep. Um, and oh shit, I didn't even forget about onlyfans.com slash rough underscore gender. Yes. Um, but here's the trick to that. It's yeah. like my recommendation is if you want to tip someone, ask them for the cash app or Venmo. Yes. Because whatever they tip you on OnlyFans, commission. They take twenty percent of it. Commission. So they take twenty percent of your subscriptions. Thank you for doing what you do. Oh but yeah, no, no, I, I do. And I could do what I do without yeah. them, but it's yeah. a frustrating thing yeah. for us, and it's something that we all yeah. are frustrated with. Well, so that's actually, if you know about. me and you want to see me, fuck, just send me twenty dollars and I'll send you the video directly. You can do that too. Right. Right. Sell your videos. Right. Sell your videos. Right. So uh, OnlyFans is, is the best place, or, or your cash app. Has everything. I have um, for my fans, which is run by Austin Wolf. 
I have um, OnlyFans. I have Adjust for Fans, but I haven't really used it yet. I found it to be very you've confusing all, at the beginning. You have all of this stuff, like the rest of us, just in case this platform that we're putting all of our time into goes away. Well, that's our big fear now. Yeah, absolutely. Goes but away, you know what? It goes away. OnlyFans goes away. It's like horrifying. Don't get comfortable. It's horrifying. Don't get comfortable. Yeah. I always think outside the box. I was yeah. approached by a company, and they're like, hey, we want 20 new creators in this beta program. Yeah. And I said, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Because you, there's, it's always going to change. Yeah. There's always going to be another movie. They're always going to want to buy, that, there buy was something else. There was that scare in August and everybody panicked. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I, you know, one of the things I love to do is have my own website, which is funny because that's how it used to be. Right. right. Have your site and then it switched to but, subscription. Right. And you would subscribe on the site. Yeah. And it's just the same, it's the same animal. We just keep moving the pieces around. Right. Everything's cyclical, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Cyclical. Yeah, it was right. Like I was talking about that guy on TikTok. He was just, he was one of the funniest people on Vine. And he just has all of his stuff. He just puts it on TikTok. He's still one of the funniest people yeah. just on the new thing. Yeah. Um, so what is your link tree? My link tree is, oh God, are you, I can't spell Well, it's in the, it's in the, uh, it's in the <laughs> comments. It's link tree. They spell like T-R-E. It's in the comments. <laughs> Check it out. Go to, go to uh, get all the content, do all the things. Um, thank you for chatting with me. Oh, it's been it's such a pleasure. And um, it's so good to be able to like, not only express the porn side, but that we're real people. Yeah. We have real lives. Yeah. I feel like I'm living a totally different life now, but I hope it inspires others in those situations to know that just because the world says you shouldn't feel a certain way, don't does not mean you have to continue to be unhappy. And there's a community for you. That's the thing happens. Yes. There is it like if you feel like the people that you're around are not into the things you're into, there is someone somewhere. Yes. And the internet has given us this opportunity yeah. to just meet somebody. Like it's, we can meet all the people with the third toe is the longest and we have to wear different shaped shoes. Like we can find those people now if that's who we are. And I have one. I have one. Like the third, on this foot, the third toe is the longest. It's weird, strange. Really? Yeah. My, my next toe in is always the longest. Yeah, yeah that's what Einstein always say. Oh, it is? Yeah, well, that's what I should be smart. That's what, that's, what, that's what women tell me, so that's the answer. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I put it in my mouth. I, well, sure, yeah. yeah. Your own foot or her foot? No, her foot. I can't, I can't get my own foot in my mouth. I don't think I do. Yoga. <laughs> Yoga. Yoga. <laughs> on that, um, thanks for listening and watching. Um, wherever you're listening to us, we're also on the other thing. If you're iTunes, we're on Google Play. Uh, we have some content here on YouTube. Please watch it as well. Uh, I apologize personally for the absence. Uh, I had gone through some stuff this year uh, with health and otherwise, and uh, we're back, and that's all that matters. So thank you to my guests for being here. Uh, please follow and do all the things. And can you push my OnlyFans? Like, get, send people to me and see if I can monetize my thing. You're not going to put your link I need to make like $80,000 a month. Oh, no, no, so OnlyFans.com <laughs> slash Danny Friggs. Uh, and the two G's. Two G's. No, one G. Oh. Why would I have two G's? I don't know. I thought I had two G's. I'm <laughs> I think I saved your two G's. Is that right? Oh, shit. No, that's <laughs> one G. Danny Franks. Uh, if there's Danny Franks with two G's, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll take that account too. Um, Dan Franks and on everything else. I'm a stand up comedian. Uh, check out uh, actually uh, eventbreak.com slash onlydance. Is I would I had to dance. It was I'm so nice. It was so like I, like I woke up one morning and I was like, it should be only dance. It should have onlydance.com. And I went and somebody had already bought it. And I'm so frustrated. Nobody who the hell's on onlydance? I don't know. There's only on it. I want onlydance.com. If you haven't, send it to me. I want to buy it. Um, <laughs> Once you're leased up. <laughs> yeah, I want it. Um, I screwed up. I should have grabbed it way earlier. Uh, but I've been right to comp slash onlydance.com. Uh, there's a show in Hoboken. 
uh, right after this episode comes out. Otherwise, hit me up, hit up this man, uh, and keep listening for episodes every Sunday, uh, Monday morning at midnight. Um, thank you so much. And you know what? Just enjoy the things that make you happy that you'd like to see. Yeah! Just enjoy it. Put a foot in your mouth, come on, yes. stuff, whatever, whatever you want to do. Whatever you need to do. Love what you do.